hey good people how we doing look some people you just get a good vibe from right some people you just know that they're gonna do great things in this world that they're gonna be impactful that they are going to make their mark in a massive way and it is my honor and privilege and duty to bring those people to this platform and to uplift them and let them shine their light and shine some light on them as well and encourage them and embolden them and empower them to live in their full purpose and this young lady i see so much potential in her um so much drive in her and i think she is going to not only do amazing things on her own but i pray that she'll be more a part of this platform as it goes on so uh yeah i think y'all are gonna enjoy this one it's really cool all right i'll talk to y'all in a bit Oh wait, hold on. Okay, you know, like, <laughs> it's just that question. It gives me like the Beyonce. You ready? Like, uh, you know? Okay. I like it. All right. Hey, good people. How we doing? I got someone really special for y'all today. We got Zaria here. Zaria is the founder of On a Regular Basis NYC. Zaria is an up and coming journalist. Zaria is a friend. Zaria is a wonderful, wonderful person. Zaria, introduce yourself to the people one time. Hi, the people. Um, yes, so I'm Zaria. I founded a wellness blog called On a Regular Basis NYC. Um, and I don't know what else to say. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I'm blanking now. Hold on. I'm blanking now. Wait, can we start over? Yeah, yeah, we can. I'm blanking. It's all right. All right. Um, Wait, because like you said, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, fine. So I'll, I'll set it up for, I'll just alley-oop it to you. You could, uh, I won't mention the blog. How about that? Okay. And then you could just, you could mention yourself, okay? All right, cool. All right. So five, four, three, two. Hey, good people, how we doing? So someone really special here that I have to introduce you guys to. She is a friend. She is an up-and-coming journalist. We have Zaria here. Zaria, say what's up to the good people. Hi. Hi, everybody. So, um, yes, I am an up-and-coming journalist from New York City. I am a founder of a wellness blog called On a Regular Basis NYC, where we discuss, like, health, mental health, um, physical health you know everything along the lifestyle lines in the black community so okay. hi guys nice to meet you guys <laughs> glad to be here <laughs> so zaria uh me and zaria have known each other for not too long um but we got closer during the covid thing that's going on and i i discovered that zaria was a journalism major tell us a little bit about what got you into journalism well yeah definitely um so Growing up, I was always, you know, interested in telling the stories of the disenfranchised. Mm. So, like, for example, in school, I was probably always the one that was, like, protecting people from the bullies, like, <laughs> defending people from, 
the the unjust nature like even at camp me and my friends kind of like sometimes organized groups to like speak out against the injustices that we notice like so that's always been um my view on life and I wanted to take that into journalism because I feel like in those situations like I said the disenfranchised don't have much of a voice that I'm very interested in sharing my voice with um and in journalism I'm definitely interested in like you know investigative work Mm -hmm. to like dig the truth and find the truth which is also one of my biggest interests I love the truth so Mm. That's pretty much what it was. So are you going to be more of the, uh, the Oprah Winfrey in-studio journalist, or are you going to be out there running around with a camera chasing the truth down? I definitely like to do both. Um, so <laughs> I definitely do want to do, like, the Oprah Winfrey interview so I can see the perspective of others. Like, I definitely enjoy hearing the viewpoints and the stories of others. That's very important to me. But I'm also interested in running people down and getting the truth that they probably won't say in an interview. So mm-hmm. I kind of just want to uncover it all. Kind of <laughs> like, tell me everything. I need to know everything. So, So yeah. there's a certain curiosity that comes uh, with journalism, right? There's a certain... Um, you said that you were always the person that is standing up for uh, the, the people who are bullied, right? For sure, yeah. Um, in the current climate of our country, we have a lot of people that are starting to stand up and are starting to uh, take back their voice. And one of, those, uh, one of those groups are Black women. And here we... Mm-hmm support we have to support black women right but here we make it a point to to do that a lot um when you were growing up what black voices uh did you have that influenced you that influenced your voice and your curiosity um a lot of hello oh sorry Mm -hmm. Can you see me? Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, I'm gonna take Zaria, you're, you're, uh, <laughs> no, it's okay. We can edit it. You're, uh, I think your mic is rubbing up against your cheek. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> or something's rubbing up against it. Yeah. Okay, try it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, hello. Hi. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. All right. Okay, so um, a lot. Like, wait, can you repeat the question one more time? Yeah, sure. I, was, okay. I forgot what I was going to say. All right. So I'll just alley-oop it to you again. So uh, you, you mentioned curiosity and you mentioned the desire to stand up for people that um, might not be able to stand up for themselves. And in the current climate of this country, a lot of people are gaining that voice to stand up for themselves, gaining the, the, the courage uh, to stand up for themselves, right? And one of those mm-hmm. uh, groups have been Black women. Um, mm-hmm. As you know, I'm sure you know personally, Black women uh, a lot of times have gotten their voices diminished and, and uh, quieted in a lot of situations. I have to ask, what gave you the power and the voice that you have? Because, you know, Black women aren't, aren't always told to be vocal. What made you so vocal? Um, sure, yes. Yeah. So now with, like you said, seeing the rise of Black women's voices around, it definitely inspired me. Um, for example, 
example, someone like Ava DuVernay is mm. awesome. And it's like filmmaking, her deciding to take the reign and tell the actual stories of the like of black people from their perspective i definitely respected and saw on film so vividly um it definitely resonated with me and like in addition to her like personally people in my family that i've always seen like my mom always taught me the importance of my voice um despite the world telling us that our voice wasn't important she always instilled in me that it was important to speak up or speak up about these things and i think that also influenced like how i grew up like i was explaining before being the one that would like stick up for the book like stick up to the bullies and mm -hmm. like help everyone else because like I, I used to like notice those disparities like through children and i used to be like you know what that's not right i we have to you know you you have to tell your story you have to like defend and um that's mm -hmm. definitely what i that's definitely what inspired me I just saw that, like, people around me, like, my family do that gotcha. um, for themselves. And it's so important to speak life into people. It's so important to <laughs> um, plant seeds that uh, sprout harvest and fruits of joy and happiness and progression in people, right? And mm -hmm. you have started this amazing blog on a regular Thank basis you. at NYC that gives so much positivity to people and speak so much life into people. How did you start that? How, what was the idea? Where did it come from? Sure. So, um, I, throughout my life, I journal, like I personally journal. So I've always made a habit of like writing down my feelings and my thoughts for the day. So I would do that like on a regular basis. So that's kind of where <laughs> I got that from. But then I thought it was important to maybe like, share tips and um, like my personal wellness journey to like help others but also experience the voices of other people in their wellness journey to help everyone as well mm. so that's kind of where that came from and my like love for wellness comes simply because I am a person who loves self-care and taking care of themselves honestly <laughs> but um I do see a big disparity in like wellness and um lifestyle from the black community mm. um i think our voice gets silenced a lot in those aspects it doesn't like get um not pushed to the forefront but heard as much as yeah. it should be so especially in new york like if you look up <laughs> new york city wellness you know like you're not, not really gonna see much from mm -hmm. black people black women black men black like anything. Yeah. So I thought it was important to start there. And it's so crazy because we have all of these, um, I forget what they're called at the moment, but all these things where, you know, your grandparents would have certain things like mm -hmm. herbs and stuff and how we would have yes. that self-care back in the day. And now you see people using it and it's like, well, grandma used to tell me that or auntie used to, you know, it's really weird. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, that, that's also what I was thinking about as well. Like, I see a lot of um, tips and that came from the Black community, people of color, things of that sort of being pushed to the back burner when we say it. However, mm -hmm. when there's another counterpart that, like, finds those ideas from us or from our teachings or is told that from us, gets, like, the kind of push, mm -hmm. like, the kind, like, the kind of innovation that is like not attributed to them. Mm -hmm. So 
it like even now I can't find a lot of the stuff that uh, my grandma used to you know use in like the health food stores because <laughs> people are, it's like so popular popular and glamorized now yeah. because stuff like that so what's your favorite health and wellness tip what's one tip that you would give absolutely everyone and you think everyone should be on right now everyone Okay, I'm not even going to say anything physical. I'm just going to say something like mental. I think everyone needs to find the power of their voice and treat, mm. their, like, treat themselves with their voice. Like, when often people, like, well, I see in, like, society, when I say treat yourself or, you know, take care of yourself, they think it's something, like, you know, physical, like, and, and that can work, right? Like, some things can work for certain people, but I think um, there's more pow- power inside of you and inside your voice, so treat your voice with you know respect treat mm. your mind with respect your soul with respect your body as well you know yeah that nature and that's so important because i feel like we don't feed it's important for other people to feed into us but we mm-hmm. don't feed into ourselves enough right not enough not enough not enough that's the, so i know enough. i know one thing about zaria i know zaria is a it's okay i know zaria is a uh a, a documentary buff like i, I am. am so yes. i that's that's one way that i feed my my mind and myself what are some ways that you feed yourself sorry honestly i like to unplug um i don't know a lot of people tell me that i'm a bad texter and things of that nature <laughs> but sometimes i just like to take a break from my cell phone mm-hmm. and um just really like live in my like moment in my space. I have a dog here. I have a two-year-old Maltese who I love to play with all day. And I also have a one-year, I mean, a 10-year-old cat. Well, like, mm. like, it's like, I like to just like, you know, leave my socials alone and hang out with myself and the people mm. around me. Um, and that's specifically important to me growing up an only child. I've always had my own space. So I feel like sometimes, you know, our phones, invade our space to a certain degree like we don't have the power we do have the power but we don't really control all of what we see or all of what's on there or all of what can affect us and things of that nature so that's that's what i like to do and watch documentaries i love documentaries (laughs) during those times too you know it's so interesting because um i do the same thing and it sounds like there is an importance that you place on separating um, the journalistic side of Zaria and the personal side of Zaria. Um, you even did that, you know, with your, with your social media, right? And it's, speak to me about the importance of not, of, of having worlds that don't collide, right? The importance uh, of separating. Yeah, no, uh, yes, yes. Okay, having worlds that don't collide are so important because they are energy consumers like if Mm. mixing the two like you never want to spread yourself too thin and I put my like you know I like to just hang out on the back scenes like Mm. it it just it just brings me peace to do that honestly if I was to collide the two I don't know what I would do (laughs) (laughs) I just think it's important to have two separate lives and not like merge them on all into one Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. Um, I think it's Shakespeare that said the whole world's a stage, all the world's a stage, something like that. Do you think that in terms of journalism, 
in terms of whatever we have to do as far as career that we have to be turning ourselves on and off or is it just like this natural kind of flow of what you what's necessary in the moment yeah it's a little bit of both because it depends on like situation but Mm -hmm. i definitely feel like um in the journalism aspect you do have to turn yourself on and like play the role of the truth seeker like Mm. you have to get to the bottom of things um i'm naturally like reserved um but in a like a group of people i can kind of like move around the entire group like Mm. that's like my role (laughs) so um i definitely agree with that like you have to there's 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 different places that you do different things and um and journalism is more intensive it's more it's more um intrusive a little bit like in other surroundings so you have to like make sure that you protect like while searching the truth you have to protect your energy you have to protect the people of the energies around you you have to protect the people's stories that you're um asking about and telling yeah like you have to really um play in that role that's and, and then stay objective on top of it, right? Like, you have to make sure that your, um, you know, work reflects two sides of the coin. Yeah, I think that's so important. I feel like a lot of times with journalists and with people who are um, responsible for sharing information nowadays, we have to choose between going with um what is inconvenient but true mm-hmm. and what is entertaining and soothing and comforting right we have mm-hmm. the news that's going to not be com- not be comfortable for people and but it's going to change things and yeah. the news that's just going to be like the shade room right like just like <laughs> make me laugh make me uh entertain me so i, I could forget about the world around me what yeah. do you how do you consume news as a journalist? How do you consume information? So I definitely like to get like, um, so bigger events, you know, that it happens on the news that you see, it happens on multiple sources. So I kind of like to watch the news mm-hmm. visually. I kind of like to read the news on certain publications. You know, I love the New York Times and Washington Post. Um, but I like to like circle around like how people feel about it. And then even then I like to take even then, oddly enough, and I could take snippets of people's social media accounts mm-hmm. and like see their personal opinions of yeah. said like event. Um, I do that a lot on Twitter. Like I feel like things on things that are trending on Twitter, I can definitely like just seep through like that. But that's definitely how I like to get the news. Mm. But with entertainment, sometimes I peek in and out of the shade room. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't follow them, but I like to like just. You, you don't live in the shade room. Guilty pleasure. <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure because I'm like, wow, this is this is this is terrible, you know. Like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but, it's but, important not to live in the shade room. You you could go in, <laughs> you know, go in and out every like, once in a while. Yeah, it's, it's you know, and, and I think that a lot of times I feel bad because you don't want to be um, throwing rocks at another black organization. Right. Yeah. Right? That's that's also my dilemma with it as well. But the, but that's the importance of having journalists like you to control the image that comes out, right? To control the image of, I think we spoke about this before, um, not having just the ignorance or the, the, the you know, or, or <laughs> the not jokes. even the ignorance, the, the caricatures 
and the hyperbolic <laughs> images of who black folk are you know yeah. like you said earlier with our grandparents and like uh doing so health health and wellness stuff we're just normal yeah. people right we're black folk are just right, normal we're people, normal people. You know? yeah and yes talk about um how you think we can be how our image can be better normalized in the world right Sure. Yeah. I think we should just be ourselves at this point. Like, that's really where I think it is. Like, I feel like as, um, you know, the black community, sometimes we are told who we can be, right? Who are we allowed to be? We are allowed to be these exaggerated things, these exaggerated characters. We are allowed to do that, you know? And like in, in a figurative sense, but mm-hmm. I feel like that in order for our um, personalities to be normalized, it should just be authentic to ourselves and like who we are and how we feel. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) yeah. You know, I, I think one of the greatest things that I admire about you is the fact that you just kind of jumped in and did something with your time, with your life, right? Um, we are in a we're in a place where Black women are realizing that if they are going to have a voice in this world, they're gonna have to take it. Yeah, you know, absolutely, absolutely. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna have to take it. So, speak to the young girl who's listening right now, or the woman who's listening right now. Speak to them about how you started and uh, and how you resolved in yourself to take control of your voice and reclaim your voice and use your voice for power sure yes so um at first i definitely knew that what i wanted to discuss or what i wanted to do in terms of journalism was important Mm. i had to understand that right i had to understand that there there are stories that aren't being told Mm -hmm. including some of my own Mm. and it is important that we share them that 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 was like the first step for me mm-hmm. and then the second time i was thinking how like who who would want to hear this from mm. me who would want to hear this like that's that's like as soon as you understand that something that you want to do is important doubt runs in that that that's inevitable i like i would tell you to like i wish i can say that that doesn't happen mm-hmm. but it um society is just like the trauma that the societal trauma that tells us that we couldn't do something automatically allowed me to question like okay who wants to hear this Mm -hmm. who's gonna talk about this with me who's gonna listen to this with me and um after that notion i figured out okay i can't like i can't live my life in fear yeah right we we have to start somewhere i didn't know where to start yeah right yeah it was so many ideas in my head i didn't know where to start so it's okay if anyone doesn't know where to start yeah people will tell you that you have to start at a specific place all the time or that it has to be like pitch perfect all the time or else you know your idea isn't valid i guess they will try to like invalidate your idea but please listen to me when i say it is not true mm. start wherever like you feel the least comfortable the least comfortable in mm. and I felt the least comfortable in building a blog <laughs> so, <laughs> so, this one did I I decided okay 
we're gonna go with that. And I did my research and I looked up how to do it. I looked up how other people did it and mm-hmm. go and things like that. Then it kind of just got fun for me. I'm like, oh, look at this. I could just design my website and stuff of that nature. But um, the main point that the main um, thing that I will tell everyone is don't listen to those doubts. Mm. Your voice matters. You are important. Your story is important. Mm. Tell it. Share it. Mm. It doesn't have to be like as soon as possible, right? It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be these ideals of like, you know, you know, like like everyone else. Like this, there's, there's there's a also this idea that it kind of has to be a certain way, right? Because mm. everyone looks at something. Like I said, the people that are in this space in, in the space that you're thinking about are not being pushed by black people so of course it's going to look different from you right? yeah so don't 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 fear that um and just do it along it'll it, just do do what's natural and exactly to it's, you explain a little bit more you said you should start from the place where you feel the least comfortable can you tell mm-hmm. tell me why that's the best place to start i think that's the best place to start because that's where you really develop your like you develop the the purpose within that place. Mm. You develop where you're gonna go from that place. Like the place that you are least comfortable about, you are also the most unclear about, you are the most unsure about, and you need to learn the most about. Mm-hmm. So like that that place requires the most learning, the most strategizing, the most. So when you do the like move move smart but not hard. Mm-hmm. Right. So don't start with the easy things that you can do first. Start with yeah. things that are the hardest because then the easiest things will be piece of cake. Now mm. now you're like already in the gate and you already cut the hardest code instead of doing it like, you know, like a game and going to like level ten and you're like, What is this? Got no. You. Start from level ten mm-hmm. and then, you know, start um everything else. I love that. I, I actually really love that. Um a lot of the time what I focus on um, when it comes to stories is unity and mm-hmm. um, unifying each other and standing, standing with each other, right? Especially us in the Black community. Zaria, tell us um, what Black men can do better to stand with Black women. I definitely feel like Black men can listen better mm. um, to stand with Black women. In terms of listen, I'm not saying to um, do that on a surface level. I'm really saying that in a deeper level. I feel like too often in the community, because experiences aren't shared throughout both sides, Mm -hmm. there's this lack of, not empathy, lack of like understanding Mm -hmm. or, um, yeah, just understanding to the other side, I just feel like there shouldn't be any more invalidating of Black women's experiences. Yes. And unfortunately, I feel like that happens in the Black community from Black men. Mm-hmm. So it's like the world invalidates us and then we kind of have to go in the community and like we're getting invalidated by our brothers as well. Like mm-hmm. that's not a part of listening. Um, and with that, finding valuable solutions to... Um, stand up and protect our black women definitely yeah. there's there's a lot like i feel like 
a, a word that I use a lot is safe. And um, I usually know that I'm not going to be productive or okay in an environment, whether it's a friendship, a relationship, a business opportunity, if I don't feel safe. Yeah. And that's just not in the physical sense. Mm-hmm. So I would like, I think that's, that's an important word that I think. Um, so unpack, that, should, unpack yeah. that a little bit, right? What, what is safe to you in terms of? So safe is definitely a, not a place of refuge, but a place where I can feel comfortable expressing what I need to express, when I need to express it. If I feel like a block, either a block is on the way, or if I feel like um, I just can't, like if I just feel like repressed, like yeah. I, I won't feel safe and... Hmm. You know, that will, that will cause unproductivity for, for like, everyone involved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, like, now no one can get anywhere. I'm not, you're like, you're, mm. you're not going to know nothing about me at this point. So, it's, like, safe, comfort, kind of the same um, feeling. And I think it's important to point out because a lot of times Black women get the stigma that they are so tough and so abrasive that they don't need to be protected and there's no need for safety. But it's, you know, a lot of times the opposite where they are in such danger from the world around them that they have to put forth this, whatever, uh, shield or, or, or facial fortress. Right. Um, Can you, Maybe this is from a career point or maybe it's from a relationship point or maybe it's from um, education or experience, wherever. Can you um, tell us a little bit about a time that you felt unsafe and what you did to change it? Sure. Um, Yeah. Okay. So uh, maybe in like, uh, an educational mm-hmm. standpoint. Um, so I I go to school in New York City mm-hmm. um, for college, and there, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, New York City is very multicultural place to be in. So um, the teachers or like professors in the facility sometimes don't have the ability to like. <laughs> understand the voices of black people Mm. um so i remember just and it was it was like in one class that i i guess i didn't really like because the subject was not (laughs) like really where i wanted to go but it's you know those um required courses yeah um it was a science course it was a physics course (laughs) and it was a male um he was it was a male italian teacher and mm-hmm. i just remember being in class and you know really really struggling with the content i was really struggling with the content but in terms at first i was kind of like well at first okay this is what i like to do going in school i like to view the teachers learning i mean the teachers teaching styles so mm-hmm. i saw how he taught it was really like abrasive but like it's very like <laughs> You know, he would kind of embarrass students. He would make fun of students who didn't get things right. Even though we're all in, like, 
a freshman science class like mm-hmm. no one like but it was still like this kind of expectation that we was all supposed to know that what the end of the book on the first day like you know and upon talk like I decided that when well I talked to my mom I talked with my mom about the situation and I was like kind of nervous I was afraid to like talk to him about the subject matter like even just asking the question about like when things are due used to like scare me <laughs> like yeah like, it was just so and so she kind of told me like hey no you really have to talk to him so I put out this nice email and said hey you know I'm gonna be joining your office hours at this date this date you know we made a list of five questions mm-hmm. I got to the office hours I got to the second one right <laughs> and I already was like his his you know Body language was very dismissive. His tone was very dismissive. It was belittling. I like the entire situation was just like too much for me. <laughs> it was too much for me. I was like, wow. I, I didn't learn anything, but like I didn't learn anything but how dumb I was. See, and that's sense. the that's the that's so. It was wow. so disgusting. Wow. I was like so upset. Like, but mm-hmm. um, to handle that situation, I left that class. Like, <laughs> so I guess like. When, when those situations happen and I don't feel safe, I like, I because I tried to talk to him after and, like, you know, not be okay, mm-hmm. but like, you know, assimilate because there's also this idea that, like, black women are too sensitive, too. Like, we're so mm. dramatic, and you know. So I, like, even tried to flip that side and it's like, okay, maybe I'm overthinking this situation, but in hindsight, I just did not feel safe. I didn't feel encouraged to learn. I didn't feel like anything was productive was going to happen out of this. I was just going to go home angry every day. And that's the thing, right? too. You know, it's it's being able to validate people's feelings and people's experiences i think some i think sometimes that's the power of having our own platforms where we could just validate our own stuff right we don't got to wait to validate it you know and do you think do you think that um because you talk about wellness and you talk about um being good to yourself right do you think that the the blog and the brand will expand to things of that nature, like giving voices to those uh, under underheard voices? Yes, I definitely feel like the brand will expand to that. I'm always looking for voices to share. And I keep um, the voices that would not would like to stay anonymous anonymous mm. while they um, share their stories. So I'm I definitely do see that. I do that. I see it as like a community where we can all talk honestly about our mental health, our wellness, and things of that nature. I do see it growing bigger to that, and hopefully, maybe I can like you know expand that in a physical network and probably um, help voices of you know younger women younger black women you know Mm. children and things of that nature so here at finding good times we always say that purpose is never personal um if we were talking today as we are but if we were face to face and i looked you in your eye and i said zaria in terms of other people nothing to do with you what is your purpose? What would that answer be? Amplify the voices of other people. Amplify those voices. 
mm-hmm. their true voices. Not, mm. not, not the fake ones that they want to, <laughs> that some people have the custom of, you know, doing um, to look good. But I'm talking about the true ones, the vulnerability ones. Yeah, vulnerability. Yeah. Because even sometimes I see a lot that there are, are these missions to amplify Black voices, but then there's also a restriction on them. Mm. At the same time, I don't know if anyone like notices that. Like, it's like they're like, "Yeah, I want to hear black voices, but don't say that you don't like this or that you don't really feel positively about that or, or like even you know things along pop culture lines or po- political lines. Yeah. It's like, don't 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 cross that one. You know, I, I want to hear the true. It's um, the voices that voice. make people feel comfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the voices yeah. that they feel like the majority of black people will get and understand. So mm. they'd be like, yeah, use that one, you know? But I would also like to hear the uncomfortable um, voices of the disenfranchised because no, we're not all the same. And that's why I feel like our voices shouldn't all be the same. That's yeah. the entire point. What does Zaria feel about love? Love for <sighs> self, love for relationally, love for people and the three levels of it. I am on an ever constant journey to love myself. Mm -hmm. I do, um, with that journey, it affects like how I love people, like Mm. um, on the outskirts, (laughs) (laughs) but like externally. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's just an ever evolving journey. I, um, you know, just learn how to have better conversations about my feelings. Mm. And like, that's something I wanted to do for years. And <laughs> like, you know, so, um, I asked that question because in journalism, right, we have to have a, a, a relationship with yeah. ourselves in order to ask the, the questions that need to be asked. And we have to have a relationship with others in order to yep. ask questions that are going like, to, you know? So... Yep. What, what, where, do you, where do you find yourself loving in terms of other people? You said it was hard for you to express your, self, your love and your feelings. Uh, where, where are you now with that? I'm better. You're better? <laughs> okay. I'm way better. Um, Got you. So in terms of other people, I'm also like a better listener. I was like, I felt like I was a good listener, but you can always improve. Like these things are lifetime yeah. um, journeys. So I feel like even now, I'm a better listener. They're taking better and more information about other stories. Um, what did that take to become a better <laughs> listener? It took a lot of um, patience with yourself. I feel like sometimes we rush ourselves to do something and feel like we should have something done by when society tells us we should have it done or when a person wants us to have it done or where we just think we should have things done. But... It takes a lot of patience with yourself because it's how you move your journey. Um, and it also takes a lot of humility. Yeah. It takes yes. a lot of humility. So Say that again. <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> that, know. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I, be, I, I have to you know, struggle with a little bit. Not anymore, but back in the day. Back in the day, Kyle was not the most humble person, but I'm working on <laughs> <laughs> So, Zaria, um, last question. Or rather... Um, here at Finding Good Times and Good Radio, we always like to end on um, the good words. So um, I'm going to 
just call out some words that you said in this interview that really struck me. Um, uncomfortable, snippet, listen, and why me? Uh, those words I picked because they embody um, both journalism as well as self-help and self-health. And I think they, they embody who you are, right? The, uh, I, I picked the why me. That's one that stood out to me the most because um, you are always this bubbly character and this bubbly figure. <laughs> and it's all, you always seem like you are meant to be there, right? So for someone to, uh, for you to ask why me, it's like, of course you're supposed to be here. Of course you're supposed yeah. to be doing the best. So... Uh, with that, tell everyone where they can get more of your bubbliness, more of your investigative well-being, all that. Where can they find you? You guys can find me at On A Regular Basis NYC on Instagram, as well as On A Regular Basis NYC.com. Mm -hmm. That's where I'll be. <laughs> so. And you can definitely find her doing stuff with Finding Good Times as well, because we would love to have her come in and do stories and things of that nature because um, not only because we want to give voice and light to um, young black women doing their thing, but because there's something really special about Zaria and the vulnerability and the um, passion and power in which he puts work out. It is actually absolutely incredible. Um, I'm expecting to hear a lot of great things and great advancements and developments from what uh, Zari is going to do in the future. Um, and you guys should look out for it too. Um, I pray that she comes back here and speaks to us on good radio and yeah. you'll see her again. Any Aww. last words for the people? Um, look out for Kyle for finding good times. He's going to be on, on a regular basis in my soon as well. We're definitely trying to get him to write a good piece. <laughs> for us no no pun intended the good piece uh -huh. <laughs> okay <laughs> i love it i love it that's what we got to do guys we got to support each other black folks support each other right um people in general support each other but especially our community yeah. it's been way too long of us not supporting each other zaria thank you All for right. hanging out with us oh uh, you know we always love you over here feel free to come back anytime all right all right y'all stay tuned i got something for y'all after zaria stay put and we we all gonna come back at a different time all right bye one of my favorite people guys like just how cheery and how um upbeat she is right and just free giving of her energy right it is it's it's such a um it's such a refreshing thing, right? To be around people that have such great energy. And I tell you, like, how you hear it now, same way in person, just such a, uh, a beautiful and refreshing energy. So y'all keep up with her, uh, keep up with her uh, platform and stay on her to get back on this platform and do some more work with us that's outside of uh, good radio. That's, you know, let's, let's make her a part of the official team. Um, and one of the ways that we can do that is by you guys reaching out to her and, you know, plugging that up, helping us out. <laughs> 
All right, guys, let's say it. Think good, see good, do good, but most importantly, be good. Love y'all. Peace. Good people, don't forget to follow Finding Good Times at Finding Good Times on all platforms, at Finding Good Times on all available platforms, and of course, FindingGoodTimes.com. Keep following, keep sharing, keep reposting, most importantly, keep being good. Love y'all.